You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Victory Monday, everybody, into a Tuesday. It's September 16th. It is another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast and Network, your team every day. Matt Derry with you. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for listening and tuning in today as the Lions are 1-0-1, undefeated through two games. That's right, and the Lions get it done with a win over the Chargers yesterday, 13-10. You'll hear from Matt Patricia today. We'll play you his first five minutes of his Monday press conference as uh, Matt Patricia uh, one minute he's got the uh, uh, he's got the scooter. The next minute he's got the cane. Then he's got the crutch. Uh, but Matt Patricia himself injured, but getting back uh, into uh, into game shape for himself, I guess, with the injured knee and the leg. But um, look, his team uh, it, it was not a beautiful game. I'm not going to sit here today and, and rip the team. I, they won a football game they needed to get yesterday, and it wasn't the prettiest of games, but. I have a better feeling today about this game yesterday than I did actually yesterday, and we'll get into that today. Some of the positives that I saw, certainly. Also, who does Pro Football Focus have as the highest-graded offensive player and the highest-graded defensive player? We'll tell you the top two coming up in a little bit right here on Lockdown Lions. Also, um, just just a, a very strange audio clip I'm going to play at the end of the show today that... I don't want to go on too big of a rant, and I know that if people listen to this, they're going to say I'm ripping somebody personally. I'm not taking a personal shot, but I heard this audio clip uh, yesterday, and I thought we'd play it today, and and I'd get your thoughts on it. And as always, you can always chime in on the show on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, and the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page as well. Please join us there where we have a, a lot of back and forth and comments uh, throughout the uh, the week. Locked on Lions today brought to you by our friends at Vivid Seats. No better place to get tickets than at Vivid Seats. And Blue Chew, that's the color blue, B-L-U-E Chew.com. All right, so the Lions win yesterday. It's a victory Monday. No overreaction. I don't think we're going to go too crazy about this one. I think everybody can admit that the Lions through two games can play better football. They can play better. I think they will play better. The run game... You know, Justin Rogers pointed this out in the Detroit News today. The run game seems to be getting a little bit better, and maybe on tape, when you watch the offensive line, you're seeing some upgrades and improvements that we haven't seen in a while. The numbers haven't been there, and I think it's it's definitely a modest, mild concern, but I do believe that as, as long as they stick to it, and I think this offensive line gets better, I think things are going to get better. I said this yesterday, and I'll repeat it today. TJ Hawkinson has to continue to be more involved. Week one, he was everywhere. Week two yesterday, he was really nowhere to be found, only targeted three times. And again, maybe it's because the Chargers took him away. San Diego's got some pretty good linebackers. But boy, what a job Matthew Stafford did at the end of the game to rally the team. And I know this, the the Stafford haters and the the, the Stafford offenders, uh, opposed to the Stafford defenders, you know, people always talk about his record against good other quarterbacks, and people talk about his record against good teams, and I think the Chargers are going to end up having a really good season. Remember last year, Phillip Rivers and the L.A. Chargers won 12 football games. And I know they were that they were without Derwin James and Russell Okung and uh, 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 Melvin Gordon and um, uh, Hunter Henry. Those guys are all out. But the Lions beat a very good team, and down, down in the fourth quarter, trailing 10-6, to six, and in desperate need for a play, Matthew Stafford on the second-to-last drive 
that, that led to the Kenny Galladay touchdown went four for four, including the touchdown strike to Galladay. KG beast. All right? Phillip Rivers in the second half didn't score. Phillip Rivers didn't put up any points. Phillip Rivers threw an interception at the end of the game that appeared to seal it for the Lions. And then Detroit did something that they don't ever do, and that's put a team away and not three runs and a punt. They got aggressive with the bootleg in the past to Jesse James. So I think you got to tip your cap to Daryl Bevel, to Patricia, and to the staff for that call yesterday. Now, do I still scratch my head at the end of the first half why the Lions had the Chargers pinned deep? And on first down when L.A. ran the football, the Lions didn't take their timeouts? Yes, of course I do. And I know Patricia's philosophy has always been, well, we're going to save our timeouts for the offense. I think that's stupid. I think you use your timeouts to stop the clock, to make sure it stopped. Yeah, the offense might have been able to get the ball back if the Lions got a stop on third down, but it only would have been about 15 seconds left. So that I never can understand, and I disagree on with Matt Patricia. But I think this Sunday we're going to really find out about this football team because the defensive line hasn't been great yet. All right, the running game hasn't been great yet. The offense hasn't been great yet. And yet this team is 1-0-1. They're unbeaten, <laughs> undefeated, I guess you could say. And Sunday in Philly at 1 o'clock against the banged-up Eagles, we're going to see what this team's made of. It's a good Philadelphia team, a team that was right there at the end last night with all the injuries that they had. Jason Peters was out. Um, uh, uh you know, Zach Ertz in and out of the game. Uh, Carson Wentz in and out of the game. Alshon Jeffrey out of the game. Philly had some guys out last night. Yet there they were at the end battling with the Falcons before falling 24-20. Uh, to Philly's a good team. That's going to be a tough game on the road against Carson Wentz and that defense, which is pretty ferocious, especially up front. Fletcher Cox is one of my favorite players. And Jim Schwartz, the Eagles defensive coordinator, you know he's going to want to dial up something against his former team. They like to blitz. They like to send the house. They do all sorts of different things on defense. Picked off Matt Ryan three times last night and still lost the football game. But I think Lions fans can be encouraged. I'm not going to sit here today and, 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 and rip the team and say they look bad in a win. It wasn't the prettiest of games. And the team looks like, you know, they've got work to do. But they won. All right? That doesn't mask that they've got issues. doesn't mask that I'm ticked off that Trey Flowers and Mike Daniels, a combined $27 million, are like on milk cartons right now. But you know what? Improvement starts up front. The offensive line, it, it, it got better. All right? The defensive line can play better. But in the end, you know, the Chargers only scored 10 points. We're seeing an upgrade at linebacker. Jelani Tavai is an upgrade. Wait till Jared Davis comes back. The secondary, Rashawn Melvin, is an upgrade at the opposite corner from Darius Slay uh, of, uh, uh, from Nevin Lawson. Glover Quinn, we love him. But Tracy Walker led the team in tackles again yesterday with 10 including one for a loss and seven solo. He's an upgrade over Quinn. We'll get to the PFF highest-graded player on both sides of the ball. First, though, I want you to hear from Matt Patricia, get his thoughts 
on what he saw um, from his team yesterday, and it's going to lead into a very important position that the Lions might have found. I'm not going to say they found their future there, but this is very, very vital for this team's development if they've got some, um, you know, some depth at a certain spot. And you'll hear from Matt Patricia momentarily. First, though, Blue Chew. Guys, we've got to talk about sex. Yes, good sex. Remember the days when you're always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance. Get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. You go to BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Chew.com. What do they do at Blue Chew? They bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So... You know they work. You can take them any time, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity does arise. All right? Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no awkwardness, no in-person doctor's visits, no talking about sex with the nurse, no waiting in the pharmacy. Best of all, it's just it's not awkward. All right? You get this, you order it, it's, it arrives at your door, it's easy. Right now, we do have a special deal for our Lockdown Lions listeners. If you go to BlueChew.com, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W, uh, BlueChew.com, get your first shipment free when you use the promo code LOCKDOWN, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. All you got to do is pay the $5 shipping. Five bucks, that's it, for your first shipment. Again, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code LOCKDOWN, to try it free. Thanks to our friends at BlueChew. It's the better, cheaper, and faster choice. All right, folks, back on Lockdown Lions, as promised, here's Matt Patricia, head coach of the Lions. Is a weekly Monday news conference at about 4.30 today is when it was recorded. This courtesy of DetroitLions.com. And pay special attention to the, the we're just going to play the first five minutes, so pay sp- special attention to the end and who he's talking about in particular, and then we'll wrap about it. Um, well, you know, obviously it's always uh, good to come in here um, after a win and, and uh, you know, feel good about the game uh, yesterday. Certainly there's a lot of things as we looked at it this morning and uh, as we're going through with the players here this afternoon and just getting ready to uh, clean some things up here for the day. But um, some things that we got to get uh, we got to get better at, we got to improve, we got to correct. Um, you know, it's a really good um, Really good team. You know, the Chargers are they're a mentally tough team, physically tough team. Uh, they play at a high level, and, um, you know, they're outstanding in really close ball games. So it was good for our team to go out there and compete, compete for 60 minutes, and um, really kind of come up with some plays there at the end of the game that help uh, give us a chance to win, and then ultimately at the end of it, um, you know, come through in those situations. So I think from a, uh, a standpoint of series of events at the end of the game, which obviously the game had some ups and downs in it uh, as you go through it, like most of them do in the NFL, um, I think when you get to the forced fumble on the goal line, to the fourth and one conversion, to the touchdown pass after that, um, you know, from that standpoint, then the, the two-minute drive that they had that we obviously, um, you know, intercepted the ball in the in the end zone, and then the um, end of the game, four-minute kind of operation, got to have it play at the end. Um, those are five pretty, um, you know, pretty important uh, situational football plays that I thought those guys executed at a high level and, and really kind of was the difference between, um, you know, week one and week two. And that's really kind of, you know, that's the way the NFL is. And um, we understand we got to learn from it and we got to improve it and we got to move forward. And hopefully some of those plays in between, we can get those fixed and, and kind of play a little bit more consistent through the entire course of the game so that, um, you know, we're not always in those situations. But I was happy for the players. I think they really, they, they continually put um, a tremendous amount of work into what they do. And um, it's a it's a great group of guys. It's a strong group. They they care about each other a lot, and they work really hard for each other. And I think that was evident uh, yesterday, and, and especially after the game, I think as, as happy as everybody was, it was just great to see, um, you know, everybody just kind of excited for each other. So, and that's what we're trying to do. So, 
Um, so it was good. But we're back to work at it. You know, we're going to finish up here in a little bit with uh, the game from yesterday and obviously quickly uh, turn the page to Philadelphia. we got another big challenge in front of us this week. But you've seen the film, your thoughts on the protection, and in particular, Tyler Cosby? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the protection, actually, I think those guys did a really good job up front. You know, we, we talk about the depth and the width of the pocket. Um, I thought there was some really good plays out there. We had some different schemes uh, from a protection standpoint to kind of give some help where we needed to. Um, they really, uh, they moved those guys around. They had a couple of different pressure schemes that uh, they haven't shown before and they really haven't used a lot of. So I think there was a lot of adjustment within the game. That's probably... Um, not uh, what you would expect out of kind of that defensive style. I think those guys brought a, little, a lot more uh, looks than maybe what they have shown before. So uh, I thought those guys handled it really well. Um, I think when you look at it, though, the overall design of some of the plays, and I think the, um, you know, the like I said, maybe last night, the the quickness of the routes, guys were trying to get open and find space and, and get, uh, you know, their eyes back to the quarterback and the quarterback getting rid of the ball, um, you know, in a, in a timely manner. I think that all kind of played in, in part to, uh, you know, have that success so uh, it was good to see we got to build on it as we go forward but uh, it was good to kind of you know see that against you know really good front those are really really good players up there Crosby that was his you know, first start of the season obviously he had a rough preseason but he looked pretty good yesterday yeah um, what was different maybe that I think with some of those guys and Crosby too, there was definitely some you know some good plays in the in the passing game, and there's there's some plays out there on the field that we think that uh, we, you know we got to do a better job. But it was encouraging from that standpoint. You know, um, honestly, I think he just I think he worked really hard during the week. He kind of just stepped in in the week and just kind of went out there. And, and you know, as we go through the week, we're not really sure what it's going to look like by the time we get to game uh, game day. And and he just went and prepared like he had to play. And uh, in the end, he did. And I thought it looked a lot like what he was trying to do during the course of the week of practice. So. Um, you know, that's that's a positive from that standpoint. More on your offensive line. Um, ground game numbers probably aren't where you want them to be efficiency-wise, but um, just just going back and looking at the game the second time, it seemed like you got a lot of push up front on, on several of those plays. Yeah. Looking at the film from your perspective, are you guys close or closer there than maybe the numbers indicate? Um, you know, we, we I guess we won't really know until we get there, you know, from that standpoint. But I think, um, you know, on tape, uh, the biggest thing for us in the run game that I saw that, you know, we're trying to make a point of emphasis is just consistency. I think there's some really good plays out there. I think there's some yardage we left out there. Uh, I think there's some reads and some cuts that we could have done that would have uh, generated some bigger plays. And maybe um, on a lot of it, it was like kind of just one block away from maybe something being a really uh, positive play for us in the run game. Um, you know, as that goes, just like everything else in this league, things will change and things will move. Um, I definitely agree with what you said. I thought there was some good surge in the front, in the middle. Um, I thought there was some good plays up in there. And, um, you know, I think Frank and Graham and those guys are doing a great job. And Joe Dahl and Kenny Wiggins, when he was in there, he made a really nice block, redirected on a stunt where they came underneath and he drove the guy down and gave us a, a good running lane. So uh, we just got to keep building it. You know, again, the running uh, run game uh, on offense, the run defense, I think those are all things, um, you know, for me right now, I'm still harping on pad level. We're just too high. I just think in general, it's, you know, just a lack of um, opportunity to work on that stuff. And we got to get our pads down and uh, we got to do the best we can through the course of the week to be able to get that done with the limited amount of padded practices we're allowed. So um, that's really kind of got to be our focus. We've got to just, you know, continually just work the fundamental techniques with that. All right, so there's Matt Patricia, Lions head coach, and you heard uh, that courtesy of DetroitLions.com, but you heard him talk at the end there as Dave Burkett was asking him about Tyrell Crosby. Um, look, I'll be the first to tell you, I had very, very mixed emotions about Sunday at left tackle when I heard the news that Taylor Decker was going to be out with a back injury. Number one, Taylor Decker's a first-round pick. All right, Taylor Decker was an All-Big Ten player, an All-American player, and while he had his struggles in Week 1 and played absolutely horribly 
uh, in Arizona against uh, you know Terrell Suggs and, and and Chandler Jones. To hear that he was out and Tyrell Crosby, the fifth round pick in 2018, was going to make the start. You had to be thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, here's a guy that in the preseason and in, the, in, in training camp and in the joint practices had a horrible time of it. Really, really struggled, couldn't pass block, couldn't run block. And you're looking at the Lions offensive line and seeing the fact that, look, why weren't there upgrades made, made there when it came to depth? It seems like Bob Quinn is working out seven, eight, nine different backup quarterbacks. How come they didn't pick up anybody? just in case there were any injuries to Rick Wagner or or uh, Taylor Decker. Because Crosby and the backup offensive line sucked throughout the preseason. And all of a sudden yesterday, Tyrell Crosby did a fantastic job, especially in the passing game, against two very good pass rushers in Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. The entire Lions offensive line did really well. Chargers held without a sack. For just the second time in their last 42 games, Matthew Stafford not sacked one time. And I know sometimes it takes the media a couple of times to ask Patricia a question. You heard it there. Kind of asked him the first time about Crosby, didn't went into the whole whole offensive line type of thing. And then Burkett followed up. And I and I understand it. That's the coaches don't want to sit there and spend so much time lauding their players after one game. And I'm not ready to call a a left tackle controversy either, like some of our friends at Pride of Detroit did. But knowing that you can put a guy out there and he's not going to wet his pants on the blind side of Stafford at left tackle is huge for this franchise. I had no faith in any of those backup offensive linemen. We all watched the games. We all saw the even the third preseason game. When the Bills were, 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 were jaw-jacking and, and talking smack and in, and in Stafford's face um, and then in, in, in Josh Johnson's face, whatever it was, all right, the, 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 the second-string O-line, they were horrible. Horrible. And that included Tyrell Crosby, who got hurt in the preseason. And it just, you know, there was not a lot of faith by me or about anybody else. That this kid could get the job done. Big tackle from from Oregon. And he did a whale of a job yesterday. And that is huge. Because if if Wagner were to go down Sunday against Philly, Crosby's coming in at right tackle. If Decker plays. If Decker still can't play and Crosby's going to be there, that's another very good front that the Lions are going to face. And like I said before, Jimmy Handshake, Jimmy Schwartz, is going to come at Tyrell Crosby. But the Chargers did that. And they kept Matthew Stafford's uniform clean. And that's, 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 that's a big step for this team. I'm not telling you the Lions are going to win a Super Bowl or, or, or win a playoff game because Tyrell Crosby had a good game. But if you watch the tape, uh, you, you, know, you looked at uh, uh, you know, how he played. Kid played every offensive snap. Came in. They talked about a promising week of practice for him. And he held his own against two very good uh, um pass rushers. Joey Bosa, we know, is a freak. And and also Melvin Ingram. So, congratulations to Tyrell Crosby, and good for the Lions. They proved me wrong. I was wrong. I I thought they needed to go out and sign or, or, or pick up or trade for another tackle, based on what I saw in the preseason. And again, that's just the preseason. Hopefully they got those kinks worked out, 
And now this football team has some depth where they need it, especially along that offensive line because it's huge. Locked on Lions today brought to you by our friends at Vivid Seats, PFF's highest graded players on offense and defense, and a very strange audio clip coming up next. But first, you guys want to take a night out? You want to take uh, the misses out for a night on the town? A show? A game? A concert? Go to Vivid Seats. Go to Vivid Seats on the web, download the app, and get the job done. With the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, you can attend the concert, show, sporting event of your choice, and you earn credit towards your next live event. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. All right, you can sort by price, look for seats in the section, a row of your choice, all on the Vivid Seats app. All right, Red Wings are up in training camp. You want to get some tickets for the season? Get them at Vivid Seats. Who's going to Philly this weekend? See, that's the beauty of this. Home, road, it doesn't matter. They've got it all. Maybe you want to check out Lions and Eagles and hop in the car. See what the tickets look like on Vivid Seats. It's easy. right? And they have this loyalty program that allows you to earn credit back. Like I said before, it's called Vivid Seats Rewards. Earn double credit back from 10 to 16% on all purchases through the app. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in that sad rewards loyalty program. Every purchase is backed by a 100% guarantee. All right? Make a memory that lasts forever. Let the Vivid Seats app help you get your favorite live event, and we'll throw this in. If you use the promo code KICKOFF at checkout, you receive a discount of up to $100. Do it up. Vivid Seats. Download the app today. It's Vivid Seats. I'm back on Locked on Lions this Monday, September 16th, and the Tuesday, September 17th. Matt Derry with you. Twitter, at Derry Speaks, and the Matt Derry Facebook fan page as well. Pro Football Focus, highest graded players on offense and defense. And we'll dive into more of the numbers tomorrow from PFF, but I wanted to give you a little taste today. And what PFF had to say about who the best players were offensively, who the best player was defensively for the Lions in Week 2. On the offensive side of the ball, the highest-graded Lions player was none other than guard Graham Glasgow, who finished with a 78.7 grade. How about that? The, the, the forgotten man, the man that is being rotated in and out of the game for Kenny Wiggins and Joe Dahl, Graham Glasgow, receiving the, receiving the highest grade of anybody on the offense. The testament to the offensive line, Again, I think the run game can even be better. But they kept Matthew Stafford clean. And according to the folks at Pro Football Focus, Graham Glasgow had a very good game. On defense, highest ranked Detroit Lion on defense. A little bit of a surprise, but he was active yesterday. And that was Sean Robinson, who received a grade of 80.9. All right, Lions, for the most part, although at times it looked like they were getting gashed a little bit uh, on the ground. And they were outgained on the ground uh, yesterday, 137 and 94. But Ashawn Robinson, four tackles, three solos, a half a sack, a half a tackle for a loss, and a quarterback hit. All right, he continues to get better. He's a good football player, Ashawn Robinson. He's got he, the improvements and snacks. Harrison has come over, and he plays next to him has been uh, just substantial for sure. And PFF liked the the, uh, the performance of Ashawn Robinson so much that he was the second highest graded player, uh, on the, or I should say the highest graded player on the Lions, but the highest graded defensive player on the entire team was the big fella, 
Ashawn Robinson. All right, I got to play you this clip, and I, I don't really know how I'm going to present this and what I'm really going to say after I play this audio cut for you. But yesterday, I happened to hear the Dan Miller play-by-play call on WJR Radio of the uh, Lions stopping Austin Eckler at the goal line, forcing the fumble down 10-6. to Huge play in the game. And, uh, of course, led to the Lions, uh, you know, getting the football back. They didn't do anything with it. But good news was they kept the Chargers out of the end zone. Uh, and, and, look, when you're the home radio announcer for the team, you want them to win. You get excited for good plays. I get that. But take a listen to this, courtesy of, of uh, the Lions Radio Network and WJR. This is, uh, this is definitely interesting. Rivers turns, gives to Eckler. He tries to go up and up. Oh, oh, What on earth is that? Fellas, it's time to play. Let's go. Like screaming at the team. That, that, that's awful. Seriously. What, what has happened to play-by-play at times in this market? Why does everybody have to be this homery cheerleader screaming? It was an exciting play. The crowd was going nuts. It was a huge play in the game. Tell me where the football is and where the Lions are going to start with the football. Fellas, let's go. Come on. Let's go. Wake up. Wake up. Yeah, it was a little bit of a downer at the time, and it looked like the Chargers were going to go in and take a an 11-point lead, but my God, Dan, calm down. That, that, that broadcast has regressed. It has. Let's call it like it is. It's regressed. That broadcast used to be on FM. That broadcast used to feature a very, very good analyst in Jim Brandstatter who was shoved out the door. His replacement is not as good as him. The broadcast has regressed. I just thought that was <laughs> Screaming. Fellas, let's go! Okay, you got it, Dan. We're gonna we're gonna fire up now. Thanks for yelling at us. I mean, I, I get it. You're excited. It's an exciting play. Dan's a good guy. Always been good to me. But geez, what's the screaming for? I, I thought that was I thought that was terrible. <laughs> I heard that cut and everyone's like, isn't that hilarious? Isn't that funny? I'm like, no. I'm like, calm down. It's week two. Imagine if the Lions are in this thing throughout the year. The guy's gonna loot the guy's gonna blow his stack. He's not gonna have any voice left by week 14. All right, there's locked on Lions for another week, ladies and gentlemen. Or not for another week, another Monday. Lions victory Monday. 13 to 10 over the LA Chargers. Up next, the Philadelphia Eagles at 1 o'clock. This coming Sunday. Today's broadcast has been brought to you by our friends at Blue Chew and by Vivid Seats. Talk to you again tomorrow.